Welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Dixon. And I am Sammy Scorstead. Welcome back, Sammy. Together Thank we have- you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you okay. didn't let me respond. Ah, <laughs> stress, we haven't done this in two weeks. Um, together, I assume, we have come through book talk, uh, mm-hmm. combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is The Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. Now it's Samantha times three. Did you what realize the that? Fuck? We're all, <laughs> all three. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. You said that so seriously. This is not a spoiler-free zone. <laughs> it is, that is very serious. I know, it just sounded funny. <laughs> oh my god. So the author of Prior of the Orange Tree, Samantha Shannon, is a New York Times and Sunday Times best-selling author. She was born in West London in 1991 and started writing in abundance when she was 12. Oh, that's so early. Um, She studied English language and literature at St. Anne's College, Oxford from 2010 to 2013, specializing in the poetry of Emily Dickinson and principles of film criticism. In 2013, at the age of 21, she published The Bone Season, the internationally best-selling first installment in a seven-book series of fantasy novels. Its first sequel, The Mime Order, was published in 2015, and the next, The Song Rising, in 2017. The fourth installment, The Mask Falling, is her most recent work, published in 2021. Her first book outside the series, The Priory of the Orange Tree, was a finalist in the Lambda Literary, Award- Literary Awards 2020. That's fun. Um, <laughs> sorry, I gave you so much to read. That's um, okay. <laughs> before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, a world divided, a queendom without an heir, an ancient enemy awakens. The House of Brathnet has ruled Innis for a thousand years. Still unwed, Queen Sabron the Ninth must conceive a daughter to protect her realm from destruction, but assassins are getting closer to her door. Iad Durian is an outsider at court. Though she has risen to the position of lady-in-waiting, she is loyal to a hidden society of mages. Iad keeps a watchful eye on Sabron, secretly protecting her with forbidden magic. Across the Dark Sea, Tane has trained to be a dragon rider since she was a child, but is forced to make a choice that could see her life unravel. So meanwhile, the divided East and West refuse to parlay, and forces of chaos are rising from their sleep. Without further ado, let's get into it. Um, it's been a while, Sammy. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I finished the book. I'm against glad. all odds. <laughs> yeah, this 800-page beast. <laughs> 804 pages. I... Oof. This book has, I think I got it like exactly a year ago. Aww, happy and, anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got it used from an online used bookstore and it is growing mold. Ew. Um, yeah. So, I mean, but it's okay. You know, it's well loved. It's fine. Um, but yeah, this book is, I think, so I was thinking about this. I really enjoyed listening slash reading this book because mm-hmm. I did um, use the audiobook. Um, I don't know if I, like, I kind of feel like something has let, like, there's a hole left within me (laughs) because I think I had just like, it's been sitting on my bookshelf for so long and like this standalone, it's all over TikTok, 804 pages, high fantasy sapphic, like Mm -hmm. masterpiece. And so like, I had been holding out for so long and just like having to, to look forward to like yeah one day I'm gonna read it and now I've read it and I'm like I can't look forward to reading it again <laughs> you lost one more will to live yeah kind of <laughs> um, I felt the same way actually after I yeah. finished this book um there is you know I don't say this often about like oh I wish I could have read this book for the first time again. I'd sell my soul to read this book for the first time again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't say that very often about books, but this one is one of those books. Like, I was going to reread it for this episode. Um, but it just doesn't was, hit like, the same. Re- right. It One, doesn't hit the same. But also, I, like, remembered it so vividly, which is mm-hmm. crazy for an 800-page book that I read 
months ago. But mm-hmm. that tells you how interesting and like um emotional and meaningful that this book is. Uh and fun. Yeah, it's fun. I it's- oh go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's been a long time since I've read a, an actual <laughs> a mm, fantasy. I actually, I take that back. <laughs> I don't know if I actually ever have. I think <laughs> most of the fantasy I've read has been like more like romance fantasy. Right. I, I think I've read, aside from Priory, maybe like w- one to two other high fantasies in mm-hmm. the last year. I read the first Game of Thrones book. Does that that counts, right? That's high fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, that's high fantasy. <laughs> and I read um some other book by a white man, I think. It was like a Norse. Oh right. You try and then yeah. you kind of like mm. It was mm until like the end, and then I was like, Well, now it's a series, so Yeah. Right. A little little cliffy there. Gotcha. Okay. Um so uh this is, so this book is complicated when you first start to read it. It's literally the audio of the um, <laughs> just random sounds, like the first hundred pages of a fantasy novel where you're like, what is happening? I don't understand anything. Yep. You just it get is, it. you're like East, West, so many names in uh-huh. the first like 20 pages. Um, it was very interesting because I did almost reread it. So I like read the first 50 pages again, I think. Okay. And I was like, wow, once you know what happens in the book, the first 50 pages are like, oh, <laughs> it makes sense, right? Yeah. Everything makes sense. But when you first read it, you're like, what? There's some plague. There's who the fuck is, what's the significance of this Nicklay's guy? I know. He seemed so random. Yeah. In it. And then you're like, oh, okay. I'm still confused, but all yeah. right. Um, there's dragons, and you're like, all right, this is just zero to 100 real, real quick. Um, but once you get, like, I'd say probably, like, 200 or 300 pages in, you're like, okay, but what is happening? <laughs> right. In a way that you understand, but you're like, okay, now what is the thing that is happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, as you're, like, first read through, were you like, oh, did you know that, did, like, did you have spoilers for this prior to? Because I know I've posted about it on like our instagram and stuff like that i did not have any spoilers okay so did you know that yet and sabron were the gays nope because okay i love that um <laughs> in the beginning right right off the bat i was like okay who's gonna get together who right. where is this where's, where's the this where's the source of the sapphic <laughs> love yeah. you know and so i kind of was getting the vibes because i was like okay warriors so maybe tane and um um yeah mm-hmm. i'm like somehow they get together from east and west and <laughs> they it's like okay they're both badasses and so right, they get together um but i really liked that it was sabron and Ian. yes there was such this level of like watching sabron trust iad more yeah that was so uh, and then you know that iad is keeping a secret mm-hmm. from sabron and you're like oh stress 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 but it's for her own good I don't know what to feel. But it's like it's also it's for her own good slash like Iad has to, still has to take care of herself yeah. because she is like I I think in those moments where I was like I want like it would be like where Iad was like oh shit like I'm still keeping this big secret from her. Mm-hmm. I was still like I don't know if I trust Sabron enough right. for Iad to tell her. Mm-hmm. that's the thing with these with royalty especially in high fantasy novels right yeah like at the end of the day they protect themselves usually they have to right so there's a level of when the high when the somebody in the royal family in a high fantasy novel like starts to fall in love there's a level of i don't know if they're going to keep all their promises right and that i think that is a massive concern with sabran in like even throughout until pretty much like toward the end right yeah <laughs> where they're like where sabron's like no like you can't leave me and stuff like that and whatever i don't really remember the, the all the details but i know that yeah that was yeah needs to get back to the part like the prior of the orange tree mm-hmm. um i also found did you find it interesting that like that was the name of the book yes because I, I felt like when I read it, I was like, what? one, I don't know what the word priory means, I think. Uh, and two, <laughs> uh, 
I thought it would be like it obviously was significant, right? But I thought it would be more like the heart of the book. Yeah, and it wasn't. Yeah. I thought it would be like that would be the key to the plot or the like something yeah. like that, but and like it was important, but it it didn't but, like, feel not like any as more integral. important than like Innis or not any yeah. important, you know. So it was like I think it just had a fun name, and so it was like Ooh. I agree, it was yeah. a super fun name, yeah. yeah. But I felt like oh, this is just like one part of this story. Right. I felt like there could have been a way to pick something that was more centered of the story. But the it's like it does the job of like yeah. getting people to pick up the book oh, because they're absolutely. like oh my gosh. But then so it like it attracts everybody else who hasn't read it and then for the people who have read it it's like oh okay well i mean i guess but sure. like yeah <laughs> yeah um i very much recall after i read this like being like wow why does it sound like an orange from this tree is just the most amazing thing ever you know what i mean being yeah. like i've never had like an orgasmic experience eating an orange <laughs> before but that's how it sounds <laughs> sounds like something i want to experience yeah <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I loved the female, like, just the women empowerment, like, Mm -hmm. they were knights, they were, like, the prioress, the queen, even, like, even though within the queendom of, like, Innis, it was, like, they worshipped kind of, like, the um, damsel, you know, like, she, Mm -hmm. their person was, like, a damsel, and, like, Iad was, like, how dare they, like, speak of the mother like that, kind of, Mm -hmm. like, she was the one who saved everybody and she was the one who did everything. Um, but like just throughout the whole world, um, it was like, it was just like, it, it was natural that women were like in these roles. Yeah. And it wasn't like, there was no part of them like fighting harder because they are women. It was just like, that was a natural part of society where it was like, yeah, they're, of course they're respected. Of course they have these roles. Right. And it wasn't like, oh, in some places, women aren't allowed to do anything. No, so we was... encourage them to do it as men, right? Right. No, it was just like, no, oh, weird. Yeah. Even the, <laughs> I think the leader of the, the pirates, like the golden enchantress, or no, the golden, I don't know, whoever was like the, the leader of all of the pirates in like the abyss and whatnot, whatever. Um, she was a woman and it was like okay so like even the villains are women and the yeah the heroes are women and i don't know just and even cool. tawny's dragon is a mm-hmm. woman right i i couldn't i couldn't even help you pronounce it because i don't remember to be honest oh wait now it's gonna bug me um, this, this is definitely one of those books where you have to just be prepared for a lot of names. Uh, it did really help. Nyamithum. Nyamithum. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's it. It helped. I really did like listening to the audiobook. Even though right? some of the voices that the reader took, um, especially when, like, the dragons were talking, and it was like, <laughs> you dare not yes. go. And it was like, okay. <laughs> was that necessary i don't know (laughs) i also like the audiobook i think it was helpful to like differentiate between perspectives too because you'd be like east west east Mm -hmm. east 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 again right you're like uh i still don't remember who's where so like having different accents was kind of like oh okay okay i know this is yeah 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 yeah. um i so i think i mentioned this and like you were just kind of like really okay but Right off the bat, I was like, oh, Game of Thrones vibes. Like, yeah. it seemed like such a similar, mm-hmm. like, time period. One with, like, technology, with, like, some magic here and there. Like, the... Dragons. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, even without the dragons, the whole bouncing between regions. Mm-hmm. Like, because mm-hmm. I haven't read Game of Thrones, but watching it, like, some episodes focused on Daenerys and some focused on Winterfell and some fo- like it was bouncing between all of these character storylines mm-hmm. in the same way and they were all like coming across each other's paths at different points in such a similar way and then also like playing with the politics and then you know having like okay we have this common enemy we have to unite like the White Walkers and mm-hmm. this and so my like I think it was a little less this was a little less political even though like it also was political 
mm-hmm. in nature, but it was like a little less like who's going to get on the Iron Throne, blah, blah, blah. But right. <laughs> in so many ways, it was very similar to Game of Thrones. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I didn't think about it with like how they transition between mm-hmm. locations too. Um, I also was about to say another similar thing to Game of Thrones and then it's completely slipped from my mind. Um, but pretend I said something profound, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll credit you with that. That's fine. I don't know what I it was, was gonna pr- say. Uh, there were but it? like there were so many similarities and like like oh, did Tonic kind of remind you of uh, Arya? Yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Um yeah, Satane and Arya. I feel like um Sansa and um Sabron. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm with you. Uh Loth and Jon Snow. Okay. I'm with you again. Yes. Um, <laughs> how far can I go with this? I don't Who's know. Who's Ead? Ead. Um uh I don't know. Maybe not right? a direct connection. Mm, no. She dies. Cause I like it's hard to connect her to any of like <laughs> most so of the people many. from Game exactly. of Thrones die. <laughs> I know. That's um, funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then um the 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 witch lady in um in like the witch lady in Game of Thrones, the red one. Kind of. The witch lady. The Misandra. And then the the witch lady who like turned into a dragon, who was the one that like was the original person fuck i this this is kind of a are problem. you t- hold on are you talking about priory right now or game of thrones both priory and like the witch in priory yeah and the witch who was like the lady of the woods but also she was oh, like oh yeah 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 yeah. okay and then remember the witch or like the sorceress witch one in game of thrones who was like red misandrous <laughs> one no, I don't know. To be honest, though, like when when I first got into Game of Thrones was probably like seven or eight years ago. And yeah. I did not rewatch before that final season. She wasn't in the. Fi- oh, yeah. So it she wasn't in the final season. I think she was. Well, but that's what then. I'm saying. So I haven't I haven't like consumed that level of Game of Thrones content. Yeah. In a very long time. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> But yeah, I thought uh, there were so fantasy. many, so many similarities. And, like, mostly because of the bouncing between yeah. regions. Because, like, mm-hmm. a lot of books bounce between characters. Mm-hmm. But, like, the the regions and the characters. And then you get so excited when... <laughs> like, I was getting so excited when I was like, oh, my God. Are they about to, like... Are Tene and, and Nicolae's about to meet? Are, oh, like, yeah. Um, And then when... Like, just at any time, each character from a different, like, section of the book, when they would come together in some oh, way. Yes, like, like when, when Loth and Tanae yes, together. Oh, yes. yeah. And, I like, that was so exciting every time that happened. Mm-hmm. And and then when Tanae and Iad and Sabon, uh, uh-huh. like, when all three of them were together, I was like, oh, my God. Like, yes. I've been waiting so long for this. Yeah, it and was like you knew it was coming eventually, but now the moment's to. here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally understand yeah i i think that this was one of those ones where you kind of have an idea that obviously if we're getting two perspectives they're gonna eventually meet right like we're not gonna the, this has must but have you have you might have 700 pages until that happens <laughs> that's the difference then from a lot of books you might have yeah. to wait a lot longer yeah <laughs> um i recall like in my first read just being like what what is Loth's significance, you know, in the beginning? Yeah. And then when he ends up, like, meeting up with Tane on accident, right? Yeah. You're like, uh, okay, now this just got very interesting. Mm-hmm. And the whole, like, all the rumors about, like, Loth and Sabron and everything, and you're like, no, Sabron likes women. Yeah. <laughs> she is gay. She's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on to discuss the rest of the Priory of the Orange Tree, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. 
FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. All right, let's continue the conversation. So, what else happened? I I think I was a little more confused with... So I knew, like, okay, as soon as they were talking about, like, uniting East and West, I was like, okay, so Tana is in the East, and so she's going to play some role in that unification, I guess. But I think I was, like, for a long time, because Tana's... Like, her, the reveal that she, you know, had the stone inside her and she was going to play, like, a much bigger role in that came so late. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, and I feel like for a lot of the book, we got much more of Sabran and Iad than we got of Tane. Mm -hmm. And even more Nicolaise than we got of Tane. And I was like, I want to go back to her. Like, I want to know more about the... Like, the trials she was going through to become a writer and yeah. all of that. I was, like, it just felt like... Because it started off with her, right? Right. Uh, like the book yeah. starts with, with her. her. With her bringing what's-his-face to Nicolay's um, because fuck. she doesn't want to fuck up her dragon writing. Right, yes. Trial or whatever it's called. Sulliard. 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 Was that his name? Sulliard, yeah. I thought his name was something with a T. No, that's true. Or is his first... Teresa was her. No, no, no. There's a guy with a T, no? Like Tree, Trium or something like that. Soliad was the. No. Soliad was with Triud. Oh, Trude was um, his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was his name Soliad? Okay, I guess I'm just confused. Yeah, it was Soliad. I'm just confused. No worries. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm right. I know. You are correct. Yeah. Um, so with Sully, like with them, it just, like, so it started with her. So I was kind of like, at least for the first 500 pages, I was like, why aren't we getting more Tane? Mm-hmm. And I think her, she was supposed to be the mysterious one where you're like, what does she have to do what with the role? Uh, yeah. 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 Like, but where, I was like, where is this going with her? I think I was just like, frustrated because the way that the person, the performer for the audiobook, speaks um as Nicolay's like does mm-hmm. it in a very like insufferable kind of way and <laughs> he is so, insufferable <laughs> he is exactly so like there were so many points where I was like why are we getting so much Nicolay's and obviously like we had to like I think through Nicolay's we got a lot of like history and like setting up for mm-hmm. things and whatnot but he was kind of like a thorn in the side of the book. I am one thing I will say that I'm so excited that you finally read this book because one, it's a beast. So like, I know it's not, it's no small feat for you to say, read this book to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not like saying, Oh, you should read beach read. Okay. That's like a 400 page book. That's fine. Just double it. Yeah. (laughs) Double it. And Uh, and add high fantasy. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, okay. Um, When you have that tension of romance mm -hmm, and stuff mm -hmm. that just gets you through, like, that's why it's like so quick reading fan or like romances, even like Akatar or like any other like fantasy romance. You just get through it so much faster. Right. But that when it's a book where romance is like you have to pay attention to details. <laughs> then yeah. it's like, oh my God. Like it's all of just, the details. <laughs> like it's literally it's not just escapism. It's like, oh, my brain's working too. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, this is you know, sometimes you're like passive reading. This is active reading. Yes. This and is woo. <laughs> I found with this book too, I like other books. Usually with romance, I can stay up until like 4 a.m. reading Mm -hmm. because I'm just like, I'm wide awake. I cannot put this down. This book, while it was very good and I thoroughly enjoyed it, got me a little tired. And I was like, I need to actually go to sleep. Mm -hmm. No, this is a thinky think book. Like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I recall when I first read it, I was like, I I was in a a particularly uh, binge reedy moment of my life mm-hmm. like I, I think I read like 17 books that month mm-hmm. um and I was doing like one a day or one and a half books a day I picked up this one and it took me a whole week like yeah <laughs> I was like I was like all right a little bit every day yes <laughs> 100 pages every day um it, it's complicated but you know I'm so excited because I can finally share my Pinterest board for Priory the Orange Yay! Street with you. <laughs> I know you sent me like when I was I think like 50 or 100 pages in you sent me fan art 
of yeah, pictures Sabran. of individual characters. Yes, yes. Sabran, Tane, and um, Ead, mm-hmm. and that was it. Was actually very nice to like yeah. picture them <laughs> like that because though they, they were so good. Yes, that artwork. and you you run the risk of like spoiling if you look up artwork yourself when you're in the middle of the book. You True. Know? Yes. Uh, so that's why I was like, I'm just gonna pick individual pictures to not give anything away. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have some very good Ead and Sabran fan art mm-hmm. as well <laughs> um, <laughs> that I was Ew. dying to show you. Yeah. Uh, and now I can, so that's yeah. exciting. Um, I'll send you the link right after we're done. <laughs> I kind of, I feel like it would be fun if, some, like, Samantha Shannon did, like, a novella mm-hmm. where it was just Sabron's POV for okay. a little bit. So you could get some of, because, like, a huge thing was, like, Iad was, the only times you really got a glimpse into what Sabron was feeling was when her and Iad were in bed and she was mm-hmm. finally, like, I can actually be honest with you. Right. And so, but like we got so little of that. And I yeah. wanted, I want to know when Sabron actually started feeling like, oh shit, I'm feeling a certain type of way towards right. the end. Right. And I want yes. her to like, I want to know what she was feeling and what she was telling herself and how she was like anytime like Ed was around she was like stay trying to stay calm or if she was like <laughs> purposely trying to make sure she was in the room when she was like so what you're saying or something what you're saying is 800 pages wasn't enough for you <laughs> no, yeah i guess <laughs> even though we went through so many characters and so many povs <laughs> i would want like... a little more <laughs> Yeah, you know? no, I get that. Well, I do know that Samantha Shannon is working on something, something else in this universe. Yes. Right. So there is hope yet that we will see Endgame, Ed and Sabron after they waited for each other or whatever, mm-hmm. which is The 10 cute. years. Yeah. Yes. Uh. And then, okay, so once I realized it was going to be Sabron and Ed, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, now I want to match up all the other characters. And I was looking for someone for um loth yeah and a lot okay. of the characters so i was like okay maybe loth and um tane because like once they met like he the way she described him mm. i was like oh okay maybe <laughs> because at first i was like oh tane's like gay for sure like everyone's just gay yeah mood. and mm-hmm. um but then i was like oh maybe and then Loth. Also, though the um, the crown princess of Cascara. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> that was where Loth and Kit went initially. Oh, okay. I do and remember. remember, and she was like on their side, and uh, I was so fucking sad when that. Me happened. too. <laughs> I loved Kit so much. <laughs> that was really sad. I think I cried at that point, maybe. I, I think I was just like, you're joking, right? Like, like the way Loth like described it, I think was like very emotional to me. <laughs> when like yeah, exact when you get the perspective of loss and grief, like mm-hmm. when you can actually feel the loss and grief and like the no, like absolutely no, and then like the hurt and pain and the like this is my fault from a character. Right. That's just, oh, it's so painful to read. But it was good. And because I think a lot of those types of deaths, when it's from, like, a different character's perspective or whatever, and it's someone close to them, they don't outright say he was dead. Yeah. They'll just, like, it's just in their reaction, you're more like, oh, okay, they have to be dead. Like, the same thing with Tane and Souza. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. That was was rough, That was so hard. And I just, like, I think Tana has such a complex character. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all pretty complex characters, right? But hers, I think, was the most interesting to me because... That's why I wanted more Tana. Yeah, I, I respect that, honestly. Like, her I felt like I liked her, her the feeling, most initially, yeah, right off yeah. the bat. And, you know, you, you feel this understanding with her when she's kind of being selfish by bringing what's-his-face to Nicolay's. Soliad. Because, yeah. but yeah, she's she's spent her whole life waiting for this moment, this decision day. Mm-hmm. And this she knows that this one little hiccup could ruin the whole ceremony. Yeah. So you there's part of you that's like, oh, come on, that that's kind of like, that that's maybe a little too selfish. But also it's like, I mean, if I were her, maybe I would have done the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
and then you see like her you know her rise and her fall right mm-hmm. and then her rise again um, <laughs> which right. is great we, we love character progression um but it, she just goes through so many things Mm-hmm. throughout the book in comparison I think to like the other characters you know she gets to have a dragon and then she loses the opportunity to have a dragon she has to go to Feather Island or whatever it was mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. Um, and she loses Sousa and yeah yeah and then she starts to figure out that she's like this missing piece basically right literally she literally. has <laughs> the missing piece sewn into her that was a little gross um <laughs> yeah i that was like what the fuck that, that was, was a, trippy that was a weird moment yeah and then she like gets to have this moment where she's she's back in the she's self-actualized in a way you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i just i loved her character i really liked her character too i yeah, and you know what? I realized a huge theme in this book. I'm mm. going to put my um, English teacher hat on. Oh, <laughs> um, is So I really liked – I felt like more – because I was like right off the bat, I was comparing it to Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Um, one thing that was really big that was like a dividing factor between the East and the West and then ev- like even with – in people of each place mm-hmm. was faith and religion. Yeah, right. And a, a, a huge thing for this book was like blind faith and trusting mm-hmm. faith and questioning what you had been taught and questioning maybe I am wrong. Right. And maybe this faith that I've had or this thing that I've been taught to believe for so many years mm-hmm. is wrong. And how do I grapple with that and, like, readjust? Yeah. And like, when Loth ends up at the Priory. When Loth ends up at the Priory, even with, like, Sabran, and I think she kind of started to doubt even herself mm-hmm. when Ead had to protect her. And she didn't know this happened. But when Ead protected her from Firedell, like, I think right. that, yeah. like, planted a seed of, because there was so much of, like, oh, no, they can't rise because I'm still alive. And when the Brethnet, like, the Nameless One can't rise when the Brethnet house is, like, still alive or whatever. Right. Um, But, yeah, and so, like, Loth had to question everything. Um, Even, like, even Ead had to question everything. With, like, when she came, was um, told things by, because, like, Ead her home and her trust was completely in the Priory. Mm-hmm. And then the new leader of the Priory was uh, not so good. Um, <laughs> to put it... To say the least. Yeah. And then the... I forget what her name is. It's like Catadel or something like that. The, uh, yeah, the witch remember, one. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and then she was like, oh, actually, like, I was the first like, whatever the name... There's so many Calibi- names. Caliba or something like that? Yes, something yeah. like that. But she actually was, like, the original mother or whatever. Of Sabran's line, yeah. Yeah. And um, and then there's, like, Cleland. Oh, oh my God. I, I kind of can't keep it straight. I kind of feel like I need a study guide or a reference sheet to yeah. be, like, Oh, I, yes. I looked one up. I looked one up before okay. we did this because I was, like, <laughs> I, was like I, I read it months ago. <laughs> yeah. And there's so much. And all my brain remembers is Ead and Sabran. <laughs> I, exactly. I finished this yesterday and I need a study guide. Like, I kind of, while I was reading this book, I felt like I needed to, like, take notes. But yeah. oh, I didn't yeah. because I was just trying to enjoy it. But anyways, right. I also think um, maybe years from now I could reread it. And actually take notes and like <laughs> I feel like I could be one of those diehard fans that knows every single detail and just right. I feel like it would open up my brain to like the brilliance even more of like mm-hmm. the way everything was connected and yeah. like the characters played these roles and blah 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 blah. But because I think there are because it is such a big book and because there are so many characters, it is easy to lose a few things. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. Yeah, so I, I I feel like if I were superhuman and I didn't lose anything, <laughs> I, it would just be even more, like, mind-blowing. This is amazing. Right. I would sell my left pinky for this to become a TV show. That – it would be, like, give it – I think because it's 800 – like, two seasons. Yeah. 
still yeah i'll take it yeah and especially whatever else she does in the universe i think you could throw that in true later you know like the but, game of thrones uh yeah. prequel that is happening yeah whenever that will occur i think that might mm, what is that is this that? year yeah because i will 100 percent dive back into my george rr R. martin <laughs> phase <laughs> i wonder how he would have finished the series well, maybe if he ever fucking does, we'll find yeah. out. <laughs> he could have saved it. He could have. <sighs> okay, back to this. That's a conversation for a different time. Yes. But anyways, as I was saying, just like the idea of religion and questioning, mm-hmm. you know, the things that you've been taught, the people you trusted for many years. And um, there, I think one of my favorite lines is has something to do with that. Um but I thought like that was that plagued and that um, like that was a theme for every major character was overcoming something that they had believed mm-hmm. and like had a very like based some part of their identity in and they right. had to change that. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing for a book to touch on because you know, I thought it was really good. Yeah, me too. Especially when it comes to like faith. Right, Mm -hmm. because that's like a tricky area. I feel for it to feel for the reader to also understand because you're making up a faith in a book, right? Right. It's not like something we have a precursor to. Like we understand the basis of this. You're like learning along with everybody, and you know it's a made up faith, right? Right. So when you're reading it, you're like you to understand the level of difficulty it is for these people to accept that some of the things they've thought to be true or false that you have to like make the reader feel a certain way to be able right. to relate to that when they already know it's false. Cause it's a fictional book. Right. Right. Um, and it, it's not so much like a political thing. Po- politics are easy to relate to in a book, even if it's got dragons. Right. Right. Cause, cause most things are based off of real issues. But so I think a faith based uh, conflict with, other characters is a very interesting take and not easy to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that Samantha Shannon does a really good job with that, making that like a core part of the book where you're like, wow, look at the growth in these characters of like coming to terms with things that they probably wouldn't have without such mm-hmm. a vast and severe like issue that's going on in the book. Right. I think what was interesting to me is that so for the or the West, so like in Innis and Sab- mm-hmm. like with Sabron, the faith was a lot more, like more based in, I don't want to say fiction, but like more faith based, I mm-hmm. think, than the religion in the East, which worshipped the dragons that were actually real and tangible yeah, and right. there, you know, whereas, you know, so like that was interesting. And then for the Priory, mm-hmm. like that was like they had a magical fucking orange tree, you know, like that's easy <laughs> to believe. Like, we're, but then in the East, so, and like, there, of course, there were like bits and pieces for the East and like where like there were mis- like pieces missing to the faith, you know, but like was still rooted in truth. And then with the Priory, there were like a bits and pieces missing, but they also acknowledged where they didn't know parts of the story. And yeah. then in the West, with like, like Sabran's faith was like almost entirely a lie and just made up and untrue right because there was no actual tangible proof where they based any of their faith it was all through stories and through like faith so right. I don't know, that was i thought that was interesting and then i've always i've just always thought like the history of religion to be really interesting because mm-hmm. like today it's a lot easier obviously to talk like oh i'm agnostic or i'm atheist because mm-hmm. you're not gonna like be get beheaded if you say you don't believe in something right but like in times i was like i'm curious to know in certain times how many like what like percentage of the population actually believed those things Mm -hmm. or if that was just like a social norm because like obviously today there are a lot of people who don't believe Mm -hmm. in a god or higher power or something and that's pretty normal Mm -hmm. but like because so, then you have Nicolay's ruse, who was probably one of the only characters in the book who was like, 
I don't have like I don't really give a shit <laughs> yeah I don't care <laughs> yeah exactly so like I yeah. wonder like I've always thought about that with period pieces or mm-hmm. learning about history and religion is like how many of those people were there realistically and so right. that it was interesting that like there was one character in there right 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 I don't yeah, know that is I like interesting. that no that's a good that's a good point yeah. Actually, I thought it was also interesting to watch Iad's character when she was in uh, Innis, right? Because she's like, she has firsthand knowledge mm-hmm. of the orange tree. Yes. <laughs> and the priory and everything. And so, you know, she's being like, uh, uh, almost like faking her faith, basically, for for the sake of protecting Sabran. Right. And you're like, what an interesting kind of uh, situation to be put in. Right. Where you are very much like, no, I know. I know. Actually, you're wrong. <laughs> you're very wrong. <laughs> um, I remember the first time it was like she got invited in for like getting Sabron ready for bed or something. Mm-hmm. And Sabron was like, yeah, why don't you tell the story of the mother or whatever? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, But she, Sabron said, as they told it, where you're from. Right. And so Iad was like, I know I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't, but then she did. <laughs> and Sabron got pissed. Yes. And um and then Yetta was like, You told me to say it how I learned it. <laughs> I <laughs> so love I did. <laughs> She's just a badass. I love yeah. there's something about a bunch of badass female characters that take over a book, you know? I just fucking love that. You know what I just realized? What so, did you just realize? Obviously. Yeah. A, like a women, women, women loving women relationship is mm-hmm. like there's just a different connection. And so, yeah, and Sabron had that. But when in the way that Ied like stood up to Sabron, I like that character, that trait. I always think that makes such a good pairing for like that's such a trope in a lot of other like beginnings of like especially if one is like in a position of power and he's like oh I like her because she actually challenges me uh-huh. mm-hmm. and Sabron is like the same way like she's actually honest with me Iad's actually yeah. honest with me yeah, she yeah, actually yeah. stands up to me and like challenges what I say and doesn't just agree and I, don't, I had never compared Sabron to like a male ruler until like mm-hmm. that moment where I was like Interesting. like literally a second ago where I was like oh that's kind of like a similar trope. Yeah. Hey, people like to be challenged, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you have a song? that remind, Or did you have a favorite line? Sorry. I, favorite I was skipping line. ahead. I have a couple. Do you have a favorite line while I, have I one. retrieve? Yeah. I have one. I uh, couldn't tell you what page it's on because I just have it written down. Um, but it is uh, Ead talking to Sabron. Mm-hmm. Um, you wear so much armor by daylight that by night you can carry it no longer. By night you are only flesh, and even the flesh of a queen is prone to fear. In darkness we are naked, our truest selves. Night is when fear comes to us at its fullest, when we have no way to fight it. It will do everything it can to seep inside you. Sometimes it may succeed, but never think that you are the night. And oh, I like that one. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Why did I note this one a man of, oh, I don't know why I noted that one. Oh, I think because this was a moment where, like, even Ruse, like, his faith in there being no faith was challenged mm-hmm. when he, he when he came face to face with Niamatham. Niamatham. Um, it was like for a long while they stared at each other a man of the west and a dragon of the east Nicolaes found himself overwhelmed by the urge to fall to his knees but he only gripped his cane mm-hmm. and I just I loved all of the like religion stuff in this yeah people coming to terms with something that they're like you have such a belief in one way mm-hmm. yeah yeah I have another one but I don't know where it is I have more I'm, I'm flipping give him give him there's one about like art Maybe. Yeah, there were some good lines about art. So this this is a Sabron and Iad one that I liked. Okay, I'm ready. I am not your queen, Sabron whispered over her skin, but I am yours. Iad raked her fingers (laughs) through the dark of her hair, and you will find that I can also be generous. And that was when... I love that. And I was like, oh, okay. I love that. Oh, 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 here's one. Um, 
The silence of the great bed chamber was bed chamber was vast, vast as night. <laughs> I know and this all line. its stars. <laughs> he had heard each rustle of silk, each brush yeah. of hand on skin, on sheets. Their breaths were hushed, held in anticipation of a knock on the door, a key in the lock, and a torch to bear their union. It would light a flame of scandal, and the fire would rise until it scorched them both. But he had called fire her friend, and she would plunge into the furnace for Sabran Barathnet for just one night with her. Let them come on with their swords and their torches. Let them come. Oh, <laughs> I love... I see, there's just something... like. High fantasy is fun. I always have thought this is fun. Like, I loved Game of Thrones with my entire heart and soul. But there is something about one of those achingly beautiful romance plot lines. Yeah. That I am a sucker and I'll keep buying it. Like, just mm-hmm. keep giving it to me. I will eat it up. Inject it into my veins. Yep. yep. <laughs> I So this was like, I also, I felt like there wasn't much comedic relief in this book mm-hmm. and um so like kit that's why i was like so heartbroken <laughs> when kit because he was the comedic relief um but then also margaret i felt like she was very unassuming in a lot of ways and then when her and Iad go back to her house and the, it's like oh she has the um like her family's been hiding that thing or whatever um and she gets the riddle from her dad, who's, like, kind of oh, losing uh-huh. it. And Ead goes, another wretched riddle. And then, <laughs> like, I, I can't, I don't have time for this. And Margot just goes, I know exactly what it means. <laughs> um, yes. And I know where Ascalon is. Follow me. And it was just, like, <laughs> oh, it was, like, they were trying to find Ascalon. Because her family had been hiding Ascalon. Right. And it was, like, in a hole or something in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I just, like, I, I remember reading that. And I was like, oh, my God, wait, that's so fucking funny. Like, I'm just like, oh, I know where it is. <laughs> what was that character's name? Um, the girl. Mar- Margaret? Margaret, yeah. She almost, like the, the like you said, the comedic relief thing, she almost reminds me of, uh, fuck, what was Peter Dinklage's character in Game of Thrones? Why can't I think of his name? You just ruined it for me by saying Peter Dinklage, because now I won't be able to think of his name. Other I'm sorry. Than, uh, um. What was his name? Tyrion. Tyrion, yes. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. But except you know for what? Like, oh, go ahead. Like, one of, like, Tyrion knew he was smart, though. He knew he yeah, could be a... And true. Margaret was just like, yeah, I'm like... Oh, yeah, a, I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, like, nobody had, like, sought her out for any... Like, right. she hadn't played any role in, like, contributing brain power to anything before. Right, right, right. And... It was just like, oh, yeah, I got it. Um, <laughs> and then my other one, I don't, I, I took note of this when I was listening to the audiobook. So I don't know if it's word for word, but it was something mm. around the lines of just because something has been done for a thousand years doesn't mean it ought mm. to be done. Yes. And I was I like, I think that's yeah. important for real life, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you have, uh, did you have a song? I was trying to think of a song. I was like, I feel kind of like a hosier song could fit. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe from Eden. Oh, that's good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? I don't have one. Uh, oh. I, maybe if I had put some thought into it, I might. But I think you're you're on a good track with hosier. Yeah, we've for been, sure. We've been playing it in the coffee shop. And like just hosier radio on Spotify. And I, I love like, that for you. Honestly. So maybe it was just through association because I was listening <laughs> to hosier while in the trenches of this book. And so I was like, oh, hosier. <laughs> but um, yeah. Damn. Well, uh, it appears we've reached the part of the episode where the two of us come up with a final overall rating for the book. Ratings are set to a five star scale and will be averaged up between the both of us at the end been a while since i've had to do math sammy i'm a little nervous i don't think you're um, gonna have to do math. okay good i thought so <laughs> uh this is an easy five for me i think when i read this book for the first time i was like i feel like my whole life has come to this moment for me to read this book yeah <laughs> i in good like i just could not in good faith give this anything other than five mm. like it is even like i think if I could have taken more time to read it and like I said, like maybe had like a study guide next to me while <laughs> I was reading it. Like I think there are ways I could have like thir- like taken more from it and enjoyed it more. But it is 
like regardless it is an 800 page masterpiece Mm -hmm. and if you give it less than five stars you're just too dumb to understand it so (laughs) hot take i I like a hot take and like i i'm recognizing that i kind of am too dumb (laughs) to because i'm like okay this is really good (laughs) yeah and if it's not five stars for you you just like you're not reading the right genre you're just not a yeah. fantasy person. Yeah. No, for real. And you like the, the smutty fantasy, which is exactly. fine. Those exactly. are totally enjoyable. But, but don't, don't ruin her rating because yep. you don't like your brain go thinky, you know? Like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, especially after a big, big, uh, chunky fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm excited for some books we have to come me too uh, <laughs> i need to i need to turn off my brain go thinky and just yes no yeah. more think think yeah. uh just <laughs> yeah um any other further remarks i don't think so i think that covered it all i think those of you listening i mean ugh, screw you if you um didn't read this and you just jumped <laughs> straight into listening to this but um I mean, yeah, it's it's really good. So, like, even though we spoiled a bunch of shit, like, I feel like we kind of spoiled it, but we also didn't. There's 800 fucking pages in this book. We probably spoiled, like, 10% of the book. <laughs> yeah, like, we didn't even spoil, like, the ending. No, all we spoiled was Sabran and Ead. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but now you can enjoy that even more because you're going to be looking for, like, yeah, the little things. The little the moments. And everything. Exactly. Yeah, for real. If you haven't read this book and you were listening because you were curious or whatever, fucking read it. Like, this yeah. is one of those books where I'm, like, I know it, she's a big boy. Like <laughs> it's worth it. We know it's worth it. TikTok, it's intimidating, TikTok hype. but it's worth it. Like it's so so good. The hype is real. The hype is real. All right, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's where we're gonna leave it for this episode. Before we part, we'd just like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Host Discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhostpod at gmail.com. Feel free to recommend books to cover in a future episode as well. As always, I am Sam Dixon. I'm Sammy Scorstad. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is The Prophets by Robert Jones Jr. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading.